Signal City, a beacon for the young and superpowered. A community where citizens of a new generation find themselves in all the masks they wear. Will they learn to thrive or to threaten? What kind of world will they fight for? Find out as we follow the heroics and teenage struggle of Cybermuscle, the Reformed, and I'm bringing my skills to meet space. Liberty Bell, the protege, and I'm nobody's sidekick. Eden, the Transformed, and I'm growing into myself. Celine, the Beacon, and I I'm here too. We welcome you to Re-Roleplay. Welcome, citizens. As the issue opens, we get a, a, a slight recap of the end of the last issue. We see uh, Anis saying, it's time to go back. And uh, the, the team sort of doing their little, the, the vigilantes doing their hands in the middle thing. And then we get the big banner of Meanwhile in Signal City. Starting with a, a wide shot of the city from afar. And even from that far out, things look weird. The sky has just a, a patch of like shimmeriness over one corner. Uh, there is a rainbow stretching out from between buildings um, that, is, that seems to be emitting some sort of prismatic static. Uh, there are, there's sort of like in one corner, you just have the like honk onomatopoeias, like uh, of clearly there's, there's some kind of thing going on. Um, there, there's a patch of it that looks like completely differently color graded than the rest. There is some stuff happening. Hmm. Someone's been busy. <laughs> Wonder who. Wonder who it could be. As we cut in closer, we see um, some sort of commotion happening, citizens running down the street, and then we see Curie Nuclear uh, sort of with the, with the action lines of uh, getting knocked down the street, sort of anchored, digging trenches in the, in the tar, she gets knocked back. And uh, we see a, a close point of face, we get the sort of like kind of ready stance, but she's clearly like panting. Okay. This is happening. And we finally get the reverse shot as a, a manhole cover is being lifted into the air by just a giant, like, pile of green slime. And uh, we, we get a few action shots of her, like, flying around it, blasting it with her eye beams. Uh, at one point, yep, it's slime time. Slime? That doesn't... Slime o'clock. Clara would have laughed or thought of something better. <laughs> and uh, this this big, like, slime creature just lifts up a tendril and just smacks her. She kind of pinwheels through the air a bit over a building and then dives back down and just slams the manhole cover back down and welds it shut with her I-beams. You know, if we had a sorceress, we'd probably have more than two inches of steel between Signal City and the slime dimension. I don't know. We hear some some screaming from outside of frame as she just sort of like shoulders hunch, slow turns, and you see from out of the lobby of the building just this almost like crystal moss is starting to spread. Oh, geez. Uh, need a plan. Need a plan. Uh, what would Betsy do? 
something dumb and impetuous. Got it. As she she flies in and just you see her sort of heave up the entire like portion of building and and like sidewalk that this has started to encroach on as uh, she sort of plucks it out of the building and you can see there's sort of this like crystal seed stuck into it and the crystal is still just spreading down this piece of rubble she's carrying. You know what would be neat right now? Telekinesis. Telekinesis would be great. Who do I know with telekinesis? She she moans as she finally just like hefts this thing a little and just boots it. We get a, a panel from outer space as you see the, the curvature of the Earth and this piece of debris just departing Earth's <laughs> orbit. Yeah, that ought to do it. As, as it pans back to Curie. And uh, once again, we see this, this sort of warble sound effect as she once again turns to find this time it almost looks like a hovering orb of ferrofluid. And she just sort of, like, sighs, hangs her head. You've got to be f- As the orb sort of spikes, we get this scree sound effect, and she just gets blasted out of frame. The next panel, we cut to Frankie. Yeah. What is... Describe what weird magical anomaly Frankie is dealing with right now. Okay, so Frankie is currently dealing with this weird mud creature that um, has like seven arms because I feel like an odd number is appropriate here right now. Um, And yeah, it's just like like oddly climbing toward Frankie. And every time it moves forward, it's going to lift a leg and grow a new leg in its place that it's going to lean on as it moves. And it's just, it's just horrifying. That's so upsetting. Yeah. Um, so what's, what's Frankie got right now? How is Frankie dealing with this mud creature? Uh, Or or is Frankie just sort of standing in horror? Uh, Frankie is standing in horror. He has one of those, like, um, retro style joystick controllers, like an Atari controller kind of thing in one hand. And, uh, there's three robots that he has around that are trying to fight this thing. Um, but Fra- Frankie's a little off guard right now because this thing is just awful. All right. Um, so it sounds like is, is Frankie, is Frankie frankly directly engaging oh, oh, the yeah, mud creature? Absolutely. Roll to directly engage. Yeah. Seven on the dice. And I actually have danger with this character. So, uh, Weird. That, that's a nine. So um, directly engage. I'm going to pick one from the list. I'm going to impress, surprise, or, uh, or frighten this mud creature. All right. Thanks. How does that look? Give me a few panels. Uh, I, I think what we're going to see is one of the robots, like, comes in and grabs a leg and another one comes in for, like, a headlock for, like, the, the weird bulbous head thing. And the third one just, like, comes through with a boot, and and you just see, like, mud go spraying. Th- that's what I think happens. Nice. And uh, the, the mud creature, like, there's a splatter of, like, just splats of mud in various directions as the as the main mud creature does that sort of, like, comic, like, opens its mind. It's got, like, the goopy, like, strings of mud connecting its, its, its mouth. Yeah. And it sort of does this, like, <laughs> and a, a, as it screeches, you can see these splats of mud start to form into little miniature mud men. Ah, hell. <laughs> 
And uh, I, I did not resist or avoid blows. Yep, and these it's blows. These mud creatures are starting to just like overwhelm Frankie's bots, and they're just they're getting in the joints of the, the bots. You start to see like. Can you not please? Ah, shit! That's gonna be expensive to fix. And in the background, uh, where is Frankie exactly? I think Frankie uh, is in a playground right now. Frankie was coming home from the library and was um, spotted this in a playground and was definitely thinking to himself, well, what would Betsy do? Betsy would run in without telling anyone would deal with this by herself. <laughs> what would so, Betsy do proving to be a dangerous question? <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. So yeah, uh, Frankie is just fighting this thing in a playground. Cool. So uh, through the like chain link fence behind Frankie, we see just a green blur streaking backwards and just the uh, as as Curie Nuclear goes flying through the scene. Uh, Frankie, you your bots are not faring well against the mud monster, and someone just went flying. And the kids are, are long gone out of this playground, so... Well, Betsy wouldn't cut and run, but I'm also not Betsy, so... I'm gonna cut and run. <laughs> and I, I think Frankie is gonna hit the um, the big red button on the bottom of the controller that says "Do not press." Uh, it's gonna gonna hit that, and you hear just like a, a, a ticking, like that's gonna speed up gradually as he starts running. And he's, the, the he's, robot's eyes are gonna turn yes. conspicuously red. <laughs> Conspicuous, like one of them's still green. One of the robot's eyes is still green. He's noting to himself he has to fix that for the next version. Um, but yeah, it's just gonna explode as he like ducks behind a, a probably the slide. Yep, as we see gloops of of mud yeah. just spraying every which way. And Liberty Bell, we're gonna cut to you. What are you up to? I think Liberty Bell was just walking somewhere on the street <laughs> and a school bus of kids going to summer camp driving down the road. They're probably singing some camp song. And then suddenly there's a um, a pit of sand, like a quicksand pit, just <laughs> opens up in the middle of the street. <laughs> you get the like kids screaming from inside the bus. Because as every school age child knows, quicksand is a massive danger that you should know how to deal yes. with. There's probably piranhas Obviously. in there. And also, like, immediately lethal. Like, it's just, yes. it's, it's the, the front of the bus, like, splats into this sinkhole, and it's just sort of immediately, the bus is, like, tilting like the friggin' Titanic. Exactly, and, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she's gonna try and um, meddle up and save the bus. All right, roll to defend. Snake eyes. Oh. <laughs> awesome. <Ooh. laughs> All right, yeah. This this bus is not like the the quicksand. In fact, I think you start to to like pull the bus back out, and the quicksand forms into a big hand that just grabs on and starts pulling the bus back down. Oh no! Um, and thankfully, because these are a bunch of kids who are well aware that quicksand is a problem you have to know how to deal with on a moment's notice, <laughs> uh, one of them's going to, like, pop open the, or I'm going to say the bus driver pops open the emergency door in the back, and the kids are are jumping out. But, oh boy, this this bus is going down. It's getting easy. And as you're, as you're playing tug of war, and the, and the last kid is just jumping, uh, jumping clear of the bus... We get through the through the panel uh, as 
uh, this this flash of green actually like blasts through the bus and continues going. Like through the exit in the back, just no, burn. like so- broadside snaps the bus in half, keeps going. You like, now have two holes in the bus. Yeah, well, there's no two holes. The bus explodes oh. in half as this thing passes through it like a cannon shot, and you are you are left holding half a bus as the other gets sucked into the the quicksand. We kind of see the like gurgle uh, as as it disappears. Yeah, Liberty Bell like gently puts the rest of the bus down. Is like, well, that could have gone better, and dusts off her hands <laughs> and runs after the green flash that I'm sure is Curie. <laughs> mm, we'll see. It's probably a safe bet. <laughs> uh, meanwhile. Carter, what are what magical anomaly are you dealing with right now? I think that um, Carter was uh, at the beach, you know, chilling, um, and uh, like just just kind of just kind of sitting on the beach. Probably probably had a book and um, starts hearing some screams, and as they look up. Um, they're trying out they them pronouns. It's a it's a new development. They're trying it out. Oh, adorable. Um, they look up and um, they see this big silvery cloud that has like some weird iridescence to it, kind of like an oil slick. And um, the cloud begins to rain these weird shimmery droplets. And wherever they touch, I want to say these these weird um, ripples of of almost this this quicksilver like substance start like that like that whatever they touch turns into this weird melty quicksilver and, he, and they're just like that's not specifically good <laughs> and um they're going to um use their powers and as they as they do um patches of bark start appearing on their skin um, and as they unleash their powers, which I will roll to do, um, they're trying to grow a big tree to, like, shelter the other people on the beach. Perfect. Roll it. I have a very important question, because they're at the beach. Can they grow seaweed? Is that a thing they can do? It's a plant. Yeah, I, I'm going to be running with Carter can grow just about anything. Yeah, that, that tracks. Um, six, seven, with my freak is a ten. All right. So, yeah, you do it. Um, the, the, this tree sort of, give us a few panels of how Carter starts this tree out. So Carter stands up and kind of like flexes their, their, their fingers, which are, their fingernails are painted like a lovely, like dark hunter green, which is also something they're trying out. Aww. And the, um, and there's like a little bit of a, a rumble and then like the sand kind of like of the beach kind of like caves in on itself as this as this tree starts to grow up from from the sand and they're they're sort of like trying to like direct the tree like and as the more they use their powers the more bark starts to spread over their over their hands and arms and they're getting they're getting a little nervous at the sight of the bark but they kind of like what would clara do and uh and shake it off and uh grow this tree cool and the tree does it it pops out of the sand this canopy just sort of spreads out 
and the the leaves and the branches that that grow on top keep liquefying in this rain and then more will will grow and sprout and it gives people a chance to to start running and and get off the beach and as, as carter's kind of admiring their handiwork uh they can see through the through the buildings a a streak of green flying through the air uh... <laughs> I'm loving the Doppler effect you've been doing. <laughs> yeah. They kind of like look and wince and kind of, well, I know what Clara would do. And starts uh, running towards that streak of green. What Clara would Oh, do. I was thinking it too. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Yes, Clara would go in the direction of Curie Nuclear. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and Celine. I'll tell you what magical anomaly you're dealing with. Oh, no. It's an oversized dog. (laughs) Because (sighs) Piku sure wasn't coming on the any sort of international flight, or really probably any flight at all. Uh, And Celine has been tasked with being the designated dog sitter for the now several months. (sighs) The rest of the vigilantes have been gone. Uh... You have got people <laughs> down by the boardwalk. Uh-huh. How's that going? Buddy, come on. I, I, As she gets, like, dragged <laughs> off the boardwalk as Piku decides to go chase a seagull. Mm-hmm. Perfect. She, she is, I think, about half the size of Piku, just sort of in bulk. So when she walks him, it's more of a... She gives him suggestions about where to go that he sometimes takes and sometimes ignores this horse-sized fiery dog yes (laughs) yep big fiery poops too very very disconcerting Mm. wonderful so uh (laughs) piku has sort of dragged clara off the or dragged celine off the boardwalk the other one the other lesbian Uh, has dragged Celine off the boardwalk as he's sort of sniffling around and barking at seagulls and then sort of stops and picks his head up and you see the ears go up as he looks towards the the line of the buildings. Yeah, I know, buddy. Everything's messed up. But... And she just kind of <laughs> turns around to follow the to follow Piku's ears. Yep. And you see coming towards you this this green comet just <laughs> Uh, heck, frick, dang it. <laughs> All beans. <laughs> As uh, Curie hits first a, a car, pinballs <laughs> into a billboard, uh, rolls about 30 feet down uh, the street, and then smashes into a fire hydrant, which starts to spout. Yep. And she's just sort of lying there, staring up. This lady will encourage, encourage Piku to come over. <laughs> uh... Hi, Kiri. Hey. Sup. As, as Piku kind of snuffles and woofles That's at it. Kiri's face and she, is, she is sort Piku of... Is Piku licking her face? He, no, not quite there yet, but he's definitely like sniffing at her and she's sort of gently redirecting the snoot. I'm sure he smells fishing on her. Mm-hmm. So, um, so how's your day going? Oh, you know, just taking five. Mm-hmm. Do you, um... Do, do you need like a hand? I'm good. This is fine. Okay. Uh, you're you're getting a little wet. Do you wanna do you wanna like move or? Yeah, I, I am. Mm-hmm. You should you should 
probably get back up. It seems like it. <laughs> and she turns her head and just quickly eye beams where the the uh, uh, the pipe was, and just sort of welds that that pipe fixture shut. Mm. I I guess that'd work. Yup. It's great. I'm having a great day. So, uh, I don't think you meant to be down here. Oh, it's all part of the plan. I'm holding it together. You gotten any texts back from Clara recently? Uh, yeah, we, we talk. She maybe say when they were all coming back. Uh, not exactly, but I mean... School starts in like two weeks, so she's kind of got to be back soon, right? <laughs> I I mean, I would really like her to be back soon. And as you're talking, you there, there's this, this uh, again, this warbly sound effect. You hear this sort of like, as this orb <laughs> appears at the end of the street and... Kiri kind of, like, sits up in the way of, like, shoulders first, head kind of lolling. Oh, good. The orb. Um, what's up with the orb? Uh, good question. Hey, orb, what's... And we get, like, the <laughs> scream as this, like, wave of, like, the sonic blast uh, is, is coming down the street. Is coming down the street. And... Uh, Curie kind of ducks you both out of the way as it just demolishes an ice cream truck and keeps going. Oh, great. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what's up with the orb. Do, do you need a, do you need a hand? I have a really big dog. Nope. Got it covered. You should just, you should just hang. You should just sit tight. I, I got this. You I totally this. don't have this. I have to got That thing just threw this. you across the city. Meanwhile, <laughs> Cybermuscle, Liberty Bell, and Carter, uh, you are you are now arriving on scene. Uh, there is an orb. There's an orb. <laughs> are we pondering it? I don't know. What are you doing? I think Frankie has um, used a jetpack to cross the city, and when he sets down, he's gonna take out like move his wrist up to his face and push a button on it. And, like, uh, across the city, you see, like, little dots appear, start shooting in their direction. And as they get closer, they're, like, mini robots about waist high. Um, Maybe six of them. Babbies. Yeah. Nice. So are you you rolling something? Uh, Yeah. Should should I roll, like, an Unleash My Powers to get them here? Or or, or what do you think? Yeah, roll it. Let's see how it turns out. Awesome. Oh, that's Ooh. an eleven on the dice. So boy, oh boy, are I gonna have robots? Oh yeah, there are. There, there is a a small swarm of robots to send. And the in. eyes even work right on these ones. <laughs> so when I set them to self destruct, they're gonna their eyes are gonna turn red. All right, and who else? Who is doing something about the orb? Um, as as Carter um runs up, uh, they're they're gonna look at the orb and they're gonna okay, okay, it's gonna be okay. I'll be all right, and sort of starts shaking their hands out. And as they do, the bark that had been popping up over their hands and arms starts to spread over the rest of their body, along with some like some moss popping up, and they're gonna change into their into their tree form. Nice. All right, yeah, you you shift into into tree mode. It's tree time. What are you doing about the orb? 
Um, you can just go punch the orb, but like as a tree. Last March of the Carter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can, I can do that. I can, I can. Oh no, I have a better idea. Oh yeah. So Carter does start marching towards the um, towards the orb, and as it as they do so, they raise kind of like a a limb. <laughs> And uh, some some plants start growing off of the limb, and um, hanging from hanging from their hand, um, a pitcher plant blooms, and it's going to and and they're going to like kind of chuck the fluid inside at the orb, the the acidic digestive fluid at the orb, to All see right. if that to see if that helps. Roll to directly engage. It's carnivorous. Oh, that's not going to go well. Um, that is only a five. Oof. Yeah, the the acid sort of hits the orb, and the orb does that ferrofluid thing of just, like, the spikies just sort of ripple across it as it shrieks and then just... This, this shock wave is just going to deck Carter hard. Uh, roll to take a powerful blow. Um, I don't have any conditions marked, but I do have I am not my body, so that doesn't really, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Zero. I'll just... That's a seven. All right, on a seven through nine, pick one. Um, it's been so long since I've taken a powerful blow. Um, let me find my basic moves. Thank you. A powerful blow. I'm going to... I'll mark some conditions. All right, mark two conditions. I'm going to mark insecure, and I'm going to mark, yeah, I'll mark hopeless, because that didn't go well. That didn't go tremendously well, no. And Liberty Bell. Yeah, I think Liberty Bell has been half running, half very large jumping to get to where the green streak that was Curie ended up, and so she comes in, she's like, wow, that's... Hello, orb. Yeah, I I don't think it really does the whole talking thing. It screams. Oh, good. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm. Can I roll to assess the situation? Roll it. That's an eleven. Ooh. All right. You get two questions, I believe. Uh, yes. How can we best end this quickly? And what here is in the greatest danger? Sounds good. Uh, how you can best end this quickly is um, you're watching uh, Curie sort of like blast this thing with eye beams, just like takes off, is, is blasting, is dodging as it retaliates. Uh, it's not even making a dent. Uh, you saw Carter try to fight it. That didn't go well. You don't think the orb can be stopped. The orb <laughs> must be contained. <laughs> awesome. And once uh, you're noticing that it's not seeming to really take its own initiative, it's more reacting to stimuli. So if you can, if you can stop everything else from interacting with it, the orb may go dormant. As for what here is in the greatest danger, uh, the boardwalk, definitely. This is just firing these explosive waves of, of just these sonic booms. And it's a boardwalk. 
with a lot of people on it because it's <laughs> summer. Like, last few days of summer. Cool. So Liberty Bell will, um, is Kiri still sitting on the ground where she's standing? No, she's, she's, she's at this point, she had, she had knocked, uh, Celine out of the way of a sonic blast. She's just kind of flying around, blasting at this orb ineffectually. Yeah, so Liberty Bell will turn to everybody and say, okay, I think what we need to do is just stop doing anything to it and contain it and... Make sure nothing else touches it or talks to it. Yep, that was my bad. Or looks at it or does anything to it ever. So just keep everyone away from the giant terrifying orb, yes? Yeah. Also, uh, hi, Liberty Bell. Claire's told me a lot about you. I'm going to go do something about that now. Yeah? Yeah, okay. It comes off a little creepy, but okay. Sorry. <laughs> um... You said there's an ice cream truck here that's looking a bit There's worse. the remains of an ice cream truck. Is it still technically drivable? Yes. It's, <laughs> it's because this is a comic book, it's got the, like, giant, massive circular, uh-huh. like something just took a bite out of the, uh-huh. out of the like, top and middle of it, but the cab is still intact. So, so by yep. comic logic, yep. it can drive. Okay, Piku, sit. Whoop. Stay? And Piku actually looks at you and then shakes his head. <laughs> I didn't think so. All right. I, I have a learner's permit. I I have a learner's permit. And <laughs> I'm going to use no powers, not nearly enough training. I'm going to hotwire or hijack, I guess, this ice cream truck. Oh, the keys are in the ignition. Okay, then hijack the ice cream truck. Uh-huh. I'm assuming there's like like some streets that come down to the boardwalk here. Yes. She's going to try to gun this ice cream truck and just, like, jackknife it across one of these streets to block it off so that people can't come down here as easily. Sounds good. Is this a defend or an unleash? I think this is an unleash. You're making something yep. useful okay. out of your environment. So, uh, I'm going to use this piece of gear that I've acquired. That piece of gear is an ice cream truck. Uh, so I can roll mundane instead of freak, which is good because my freak's minus one. Roll it. That is a good thing that I'm rolling uh, mundane. That is an eight. All right. So are you marking a condition or will this be temporary or unstable? I'm trying to intentionally crash an ice cream truck into basically a building. I'm going to say this is pretty unstable. I'm imagining that as you do this, like a sort of weak, tinny ice cream truck music is playing. So what we get is like Celine like runs towards this like action style and we get the like the lines in the background as she like leaps into the driver's seat. Like dramatically clicks the seatbelt on, <laughs> like safety first. F- floors it, like grabs the wheel, floors it, <laughs> and the the ice cream just sort of putters along. <laughs> we get the do 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 do. But like it's a little bit sort of off messed up. Yeah, like the the notes in the word bubble are a little like crooked and. I imagine that the the bar of music is actually cracked <laughs> yep, as it yep. accelerates very slowly. <laughs> yep, and uh, it's less jackknifing it, sort of parking it strategically <laughs> in the correct place, wedging it gently. And uh, Celine, you look back, and the uh, the orb is sort of like spiking in rhythm to the music, <gasps> and you have just enough time to sort of uh, <laughs> and it. <laughs> As it's as it's gonna like shockwave the ice cream truck. Does it blow it out of the place I tried to put it in, or does it just kind of? No, but it's gonna blow you out of the truck if no one does something. Yeah, that checks out. 
Um, She's I'll... wearing her seatbelt. She'll be fine. That's not how that works. <laughs> I was going to say I'll roll to defend, but Frankie hasn't done anything in a hot minute. So. Uh, Frankie's really bad at defending, but you know what? What would Betsy do? <laughs> do it anyway. Betsy would throw herself into harm way to save someone. Yeah. How do I do this? No clue. My robots aren't here yet. Let's do this anyways. No, okay. You, you like a bazillion. The robots are here. The robots are here. You roll All robots right. real good. Robots, go, go. Protect Celine. Uh, I'm going to roll to defend. This is the first time in a long time I have a negative savior and boy does it show. That's a four. <laughs> oh, no. Oof. Yeah, the, uh, the ice cream truck is going to get overturned. As the shockwave just blasts it sideways and it, it sort of skids a few feet. And uh, Celine, you're going to roll to take a powerful blow. Yeah, that checks out. I'm going to say mark afraid and roll to take a powerful blow. Sorry, Then Celine. that's just barely a seven. You know, I'll give ground. I did buckle my seatbelt. She's probably going to be stuck here for a minute. Just, that makes sense. She kind of, we get the panel of her upside down. No, no, we get the panel of her right side up but with her hair sticking like straight up in the panel and like her arms over her head. You know, I'm really not sure what I expected. <laughs> so, Liberty Bell, uh, the ice cream truck is now on its side. Uh, Cyber Muscle, your your bots go flying Team Rocket style. We get a sort of ding ding as, uh, over the horizon. Ah, uh, beans. Uh, not all of them, but like most of them. Is there anything around here that Liberty Bell could use to create some sort of cage or barrier or something that's not the ice cream truck that <laughs> Celine is currently stuck in? Uh, let's see. This, this, um, here's what I'm going to say. This orb is a solid, like, meter in diameter. It, big orb. Oh, that's a big orb. It, big orb. Um, pitch me something. How about an armored truck for a bank? <laughs> yeah, sure. There can be like a Brinks truck yeah. style, like parked. Thank you, Grinks. That's what I'm saying in that style. Yeah, in yeah. that style. What do you want me to roll to try and pick that up and <laughs> put it over the orb? Roll to unleash. Put the orb in the truck. That's an eight. All right. You mark in a condition, or is it temporary or unstable? I'll mark a condition. I'll mark insecure. Cool. Yeah, you uh, uh, give us a few panels of of Liberty Bell making this happen. Yeah, so she goes over and meddles up and picks up the truck and is like kind of awkwardly walking over. (laughs) Yeah, we get the sort of like stumble in one direction, stumble in the other. I feel like at one point she almost drops it and a bunch of like money falls out. (laughs) Crap, that's gonna come back to me later. (laughs) A lot of paperwork. And then just, like, very gingerly, like, tries and lines it up with the orb and places it over while holding her breath. Yep. And we get the sort of, like, warbly lines on the orb as it sort of regards, and then just like a wood as the, as the truck falls on top of it. Um, the, the orb is clearly trying to struggle out of the truck. You can see the truck sort of wobbling this way and that. Carter. What are you up to? Um, I think I'm going to have to find a way to, to stabilize that truck. So what Carter's going to do is Carter kind of shifts their feet, like plants themselves, <laughs> pun intended, <sighs> and um, kind of like 
reaches reaches into the earth and um these roots start like coming up around the truck and uh and kind of hold it in place good roll to unleash your powers to fern gully It's only going to be at a plus one because I'm hopeless, but luckily Freak is my high stat. Well, wait. Uh, we can team that. Can we you have team one team. This? Yeah, there's a floating team. And you can also, there is also still the NPC move if you want to call on Carrie. Um, Selena, I can handle this unless you you have an idea. No. No, I'm just sort of hanging in there. All right, hang tight. I got this. I think Frankie is going to just push a button on his watch and two of the uh, robots are going to come over and like grasp um, manipulator arms and j- just help secure the robot ar- ar- around or secure the, the roots around the truck. Yeah. Like that. Nice. Oh, are they, is it almost like, like kind of pruning to guide the rope to the guide the roots where Frankie wants them to grow? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. All right, and these roots just sort of wind around, sort of tie themselves off in a big knot, and then sort of pull, and the truck is sort of like a bit into the pavement. Is there a little bow on top? Yes. Or a little flower. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And Frankie's just going to come over and put up a hand to high-five Carter. Carter's going to offer, like... A gnarled tree limb, like very hesitantly at first. Okay, fist like, bump. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we should get Celine out of the truck. You know, that'd be cool. I, I, guess. I got this. Hang on. Hold, hold still. As you're heading over, uh, Curie just sort of like rips the door <laughs> off the truck, rips the seat out, turns it right side up, and puts you down, Celine. Thanks. Thanks, Curie. Um, yeah, note to self. Next time I'm going to do a carjacking, uh, don't fasten your seatbelt. Terrible idea. Or don't do a carjacking. I... We can, can kind of start with that one. It was, it was already messed up. Like, it's fine, right? And as, uh, as the five of you sort of come together, sort of, hey, Liberty Bell, glad you're here. I mean, I wish neither of us were here, but nice to see you too, Curie. Yeah, as for you all, look, Cyber Muscle, sure, good to see you using your talents for good. Yeah. Way to, way to stay in the We're game. on this together, right, Carrie? Carter, you, you sure about this, bud? Um, Carter's gonna kind of, like, put their hands up to their face and try to smooth away some of the growth so that they can speak. Mm. They can't quite, they're... It, it looks like they're having a little bit of trouble with it, but they, they finally managed to at least, like, free their face. Like, the rest of them is still treed up, but they managed to free their face. No, I can... I can do this. I, I have these powers. I might as well use them for good, right? I like the attitude. Yeah. Yeah. There's something I should be calling you besides, you know, Carter. I was actually, you know toying with some different names um what do you think of and i'm just trying this out what do you think of eden hey, i like it that good stuff rocks. yeah it's catchy thanks celine yeah hi what happened to stay in clear bud um 
I saw an opportunity, and by opportunity, I mean ice cream truck, and I took it. And by took it, I mean drove it into a wall. You sure did that. It helped. There's no one around here except us. Listen, Clara's going to kill me if anything bad happens to you on my watch. So I'll just make sure nothing bad happens to me. Uh, She's got this this massive winning (laughs) smile. Listen, it's not that I don't appreciate what you're trying to do. And off of that, there's sort of a, like, sound effect from out of frame. And you hear, oh, good, you're all here. As the the team of you turns to see uh, what some of you would recognize and what the (laughs) citizens certainly would as Nina. She is looking the worse for wear. Uh, she's dressed in, like, some very, like, rumpled, wizardy-looking clothes. <laughs> like, she's she's got a, like, poncho that is just frayed in spots and has a couple of holes in it. Uh, she's got the kind of, like, robes underneath that just look like they've seen better days. They're scuffed, burnt. Uh, bits of them look like they were melted by acid. Uh, one of her boots is talking a little bit. Uh, she, she's got in, in one arm, just like a sheaf of old parchments and scrolls. And in the other hand has just a truly massive (laughs) moon and stars coffee. Uh, her, her hair, her hair is like frizzing and got flyaways. Uh, one of her eyes is, is clearly (laughs) doing a twitch. Oh, good. It's the bookworm. Again. Hey Nina, um, you want one of these? I, I I always keep one of these from Betsy's stash, and Frankie's gonna throw over uh, an energy drink. Yes, thank you. This has been cold for three hours. As she tosses the coffee <laughs> over one shoulder, and uh, takes the the energy drink can, a little glowing hand appears and just <laughs> as she starts chugging it. Good. I'll keep me awake a little longer. <laughs> Maybe twitch, that's twitch. not the best idea? Because I didn't know they made coffee cups that big. Oh, it's the only idea. Had to be here when you were all going to be here, because, you know, I just, we really need every last thing we got. Uh, And I kind of, you know, went digging in the sanctum and found these notes, and really this one, I think, is probably Anais's best work. Super underrated. This doesn't matter, as she she (laughs) sort of stuffs it back in the sheaf of papers. Point is, I need your help. All of your help. What are, what are you doing this time? Stealing another obelisk or trying to kill me again? No, I'm busy being the last magic user in Signal City. Aside from, you know, him. Well, we got your back. I mean, what, what would Betsy do? Betsy would assist a uh, former villain. She assisted me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Former. Former. Not current. Yeah. Please. Stop with the whole bookworm thing. <sighs> okay, fine. Claire says you're molding, so that's okay, but... Still don't know what that means. It's a thing she says. Anyway, if you don't try to, like, throw me across the Zambini library again, we're cool. Yeah, no, my... I mean, there's really nothing left there anyway. There wouldn't be a point. And if you Did... can help me make fix my camera so that it stops only taking pictures of ghosts... Uh, have you tried an exorcist? No, I haven't tried an exorcist. I don't know an exorcist. 
Have you asked Layla to help? No, because it happened after she left, because this the city is insane. So isn't the point right now. Uh, uh, all right, all right. Let, let's, Nina, what do you need? I need to, because uh, I've been, you know, traveling across the city trying to undo the things. I'm the only person left who can close all of these rifts. We've still got about three solid blocks that way that are stuck in yesterday, and the orb is back, so that's not good. <laughs> and I can't close these things faster than he can open them. I feel like maybe you need to sit down? Like, There's not no to give advice to a stranger, to but sit down. this whole... Is no one else concerned about her? No, I'm very worried. I... Well, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. You're Eden, right? Uh, yeah, I just came up with that name, like, yesterday, but and I'm trying it out, so, yeah. I knew the prophecy foretold. <laughs> oh, good. Frankie's gonna rub his hands. All right, all right, what did the prophecy say about me? That you'd be here. Oh, I, I can work with that. All right. Now, now what? Now we gotta find where he... Opened a nexus of rifts. That sounds bad. G- can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Stop pronouncing that capital H. It's making me super nervous. We don't say the name. Just lowercase it. If you have to call him something, <sighs> just call him the bookbinder. It's what I've been doing. I think that's worse. That's snappy, though. If I've got to be the bookworm... He gets a villain name, too. I'm new here? Like, we've never met? Hi, I'm Nina. (laughs) Twitch, twitch. (laughs) Carter just looks incredibly confused. Carter doesn't know who this is, doesn't know who he is. Carter just knows that the vigilantes have been gone and everything's been weird since. So, Yeah. (laughs) Hi. Liberty Bell. I know. The prophecy? She says, gest- gesturing to the sheaf of, of parchment she had stuffed hastily back in. The second time, it's not less concerning. Yeah, that's fair. Prophecy, that's, that's, that's great. Okay, well, what did the prophecy say we had to do? Well, I have to close these rifts, because, oh boy, just so many and the fabric of you this is gonna mean nothing to you we gotta go somewhere and do some magic because there's a bunch of these weird things in one place and if i can stop them all at once i won't have to chase them all over the city all day and all night anymore uh, all right, let's do it. Uh, where do we come in? I haven't slept in... What day is it? Wednesday. Here or over there? Which Wednesday? <laughs> the 25th. It's not important when I last slept. Doctors say it's pretty important. Yeah, I think that's... And the prophecy day. says that one of you can find it. He's... I can't find it with magic. He's a very good... At hiding his work. It's made this really exhausting. But one of you 
can help. I, I don't suppose it said which one did it? It is a prophecy. Yeah, okay. All right, well, uh, I'm, I'm good friends with someone who's probably the only biggest breaker of cyber laws in the city than me. So uh, I, I got your back. All right, um, can I roll to unleash my powers to, or uh, unleash your assess to, tr- to try to, like, um, cyber this? To try to... Pitch me how you're going to find a magic portal with, with technology. Uh, by hacking into the, tr- the traffic camera system of Signal City. Find all the weirdest stuff. Yeah. Okay, roll it. What, what should this be? Unleash or... Oh, it's definitely an unleash. Okay, cool. You are expanding your senses. Eight. Uh, that's a ten. All right, yeah. You are able to give us a few panels of, of cyber muscle backdooring the system. All right, yeah. Frankie's going to pull out a pair of fingerless gloves and um, a pair of, like, really late 90s um, sunglasses. You know what I mean. You know what oh, movie boy. these sunglasses yeah, we, we are from. We get the kind of, like, the swoosh is like... And out of nowhere, a black leather trench coat. <laughs> and take out his phone and just start, like, tapping wildly on the phone. Carrie's <laughs> just watching this, like, leans over to the rest. Are you serious right now? And after about 30 seconds of, like, really frantic typing, and I think, it looks, tap, 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 I think it looks really, um, really interesting and exciting on, from his perspective and from everyone else. He's just <laughs> standing there in a Typing on his phone. Typing on his phone. <laughs> Do you think that fingerless, his typing speed? I, I hope they do. Otherwise, that's just a hell of a fashion choice. I mean, they look cool. No, they don't. Anyway. And when they're done, he's like, got it. <laughs> nice. So, uh, looking through the the feeds of the traffic cams, uh, you're not able to pinpoint the exact location, but you are seeing that uh, there is a a greater concentration of these weird anomalies uptown. Uh, it's not quiet uptown. <laughs> uptown, <laughs> very let's, uh, loud. let's go uptown. Come on, let's go. Um, I, I got my jetpack. Um, you've got a giant doggo and. I don't know. You can climb a tree. Um, I'll I'll walk. I'll get there. All right, all right. Let's let's do this. And uh, we we get the the sort of split uh like like travel like montage not even montage but like traveling panels of like uh cyber muscle you're getting like carry like you like jetpack along jet and, and liberty bell you're like leaping dramatically through the air and and Kiri is flying and uh Celine and Eden are are just like hopping on a bus <laughs> <laughs> oh i think Eden's while we're on the bus Eden's trying really hard to like smooth away because mm-hmm. cuz they're getting some stares yep and and Nina also like boards the bus with you and uh, like taps her her wallet, and we see the the like insufficient fare. Notice, oh. could one of you help me out? I, I got you. So many coffees. I got you. <laughs> um, Carter's going to attempt to like reach into their wallet with uh their their uh plant hands, and they're having some trouble. Uh, Celine, could I, you? I I got you. As <laughs> she fishes into her own pocket and pulls out her wallet. Oh. And eventually the the bus arrives, and, and inexplicably, because it's comic book timing, sort of as uh, Frankie and, and Curie land and, and 
Liberty Bell, I assume, does the dramatic three-point landing that would be super bad for her knees if she wasn't fully bronze. 100%. How did, did you just, like, run across the city? Jumping, too. Huh. But, like, long jumps. Oh. You should do, you should do like, track and field or something. Yeah. Um, rifts? Also, Clara's girlfriend. Sorry. Should have said that earlier. Yeah. That. Yeah. She goes for a handshake. <laughs> they shake hands. Ooh, very firm. So, you are uptown. What now? Right, what are we looking up here? Do we, somebody want to take a look around? Do y'all want to let, take a look around? Um, My last pendant exploded when I found the source of the last rift, so I've got nothing. Um, I can try something. Um, tell me if this would be an assessor and unleash... Um, I hope it's an unleash because my superior's garbage. Um, but Carter's going to kind of kneel down and kind of feel through the the the, the underground roots and plant system to like the 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 all the all the plants in the area to try to kind of kind of doing that like av- Avatar: The Last Airbender thing. Where, everything like, is connected. Everything is connected. Cool. Kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, roll to unleash. I am not rolling well. That's only a six. I'm going to mark all the potential that I needed to mark. (laughs) Yeah, mark some potential. I missed Um, like three rolls in a row. So you're not... You're not able to, it's it's hard to reach the plant life this far in the city, and you're not quite able to, to get a read, especially given that you can tell, like, everything feels wrong. Like, the, the, the plants are seeming to recoil from reality right now. Like, just the energy of Signal City is so off. Yeah, Carter's just going to kind of, like, flinch. I wish I could give you something more, but it just feels bad. Just very bad only. Like, everything's, everything's kind of shrinking, shrinking away from reality itself. I think that means we're in the right place, but I I don't think I can tell you much more than that. Don't suppose anyone brought a PKE meter. No, but I did bring my camera that can take pictures of ghosts, so maybe it can also take pictures of rifts? I don't know how this stuff works. Fair enough. Can't hurt to try, right? She's gonna hold up and start looking through the viewfinder. It's like a nice DSLR. That's a 10? I don't have a, I don't have superior, but that's still a 10. All right. Um, so you are sort of walking around because this is this is an unleash more so than it's a, is like it? okay. you're you're using your senses. You're not trying to assess a situation. Oh, then then that's only a nine. Unless I can count this as using a piece of a new piece of gear for the first time. Oh wait, no, that doesn't work. In, in which case, this is a nine. Yeah. So temporary or unstable? Or are you marking a condition? I'll mark a condition. I'll mark, I'll mark insecure because she's wandering around the city, staring through a camera, trying to find a rift in reality. What's that about? So you're, what she's doing. you're walking around, like looking through this camera, everyone's sort of like trudging single file. <laughs> uh, like you, you kind of bump into someone on the street who like turns around like, it's a building. Tourists. Ugh. Sorry, I can only see the ghosts. I couldn't see you. <laughs> and, um you're starting to notice that like there's this weird iridescence that's growing more and more through the camera and you decide to kind of turn down down some side streets 
into like a, a like little alleyway with like a loading dock uh, and a couple of those like big garage doors next to like uh, a service entrance and um you're, you're looking at this and then you take down the camera and it's just the garage doors pick the camera back up regular door no camera no door <laughs> hmm hey nina me Ooh, that was weird um would this look like like a door like just a just a door? Is that what this might look like? Oh no. Well, this is all I got. There's a door over there. Let's try it. You are so weird. Please get some sleep after this. <laughs> uh so Nina's gonna kind of like do this awkward gremlin walk, like still holding <laughs> on to all of her scrolls and things. Oh, She's sort God. of like drops in a pile next to the door and starts reaching into pockets in in her shawl. Um, he takes out a piece of chalk, starts starts like drawing, can't really find the line, tosses that over little, his shoulder. Left. Um, and then like takes out like a, a handful of what looks like blue sand uh, and and tosses this and it sort of sticks where the door is, but not where the door isn't. Yes. Okay. We're getting somewhere. As uh, she sort of like feels around, knocks in a couple of places, finally finds like the knob of, of this door and opens it. And as the, as the door opens, it becomes visible to the naked eye. And it's this very out of place like antique door with like carvings in it. The the knob is this like wonderful etched brass. It has like inlay around the edges. And inside is just a completely like not a loading dock. Uh you can see like what almost looks like this almost looks like a, a an antique shop with just like shelves of Various curios, and there's there's like a suit of armor that you can see standing inside. Uh, some heavy curtains lining the walls. Okay, this is looking promising. It's gaudy and full of stuff. That seems like the bookbinder's style. Selene's gonna very carefully set her camera down, like on top of like a trash can or something, and pick up a broken umbrella that was leaned up on the wall here. I'm ready. Is that your, like, thing now? I'm, I'm trying stuff out. Here, let me help you. And Frankie's just going to put a blinking green light on the tip of the umbrella. There, now it's a cyber umbrella. Oh, Thank yeah, you. that fixes everything. Yeah, that makes it so much better. High the, five. The, the ice cream truck didn't work. This might work. High five. Carter's going to kind of just try to, like, edge their way into the antique shop. And... Keep in mind that when Carter's transformed, they are eight feet tall. Yep. <laughs> right? I forgot they're big. So they're just kind of like trying really hard to like keep all of their limbs like in and they're trying to just gently pick their way through this antique shop. Yeah, it's big inside. It is like warehouse size warehouse sized on the inside, but also like not just one big open space, like vaulted ceilings and kind of twists around in, in labyrinthine ways. And packed with stuff. And lo- just lined with shelves of stuff and like stacks of old books, uh, some display cases, 
Uh, the citizens would actually recognize a few of the display cases are from the Zambini library. How about the rest of y'all? Liberty Bell, which, what, what are you up to? I think walks in is just mouth open staring at everything. Up until three months ago, she didn't have all that much experience with magic. And so everything's very much, wow, this is not her wheelhouse, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Nexus should be in here somewhere. I don't know where, but I think we'll know it when we see it. This is probably not, like, an infinite antique store that if we just wander around, we'll be in here forever, right? It probably is. Mmm. I hate that. Okay, let's go. Did the prophecy give you any more information that would be helpful in terms of finding it, or... Like, left at the third creepy pile of books? Or color, or... No, it just foretold that I'd need your help. Did you really choose the word foretold? It's a prophecy. Literally all they do is foretell things. What do you want from me? For you to take a nap, okay. So we just... We go for it, right? We we just... We go? Let's look around. And you, open some books. As you say, as you hear a, a crash behind you and turn around to see a very excited Piku... Tail just sort of swinging has clearly knocked over some kind of vase that, that looked old. Yeah, that, that like you see a few like s- greenish specters rise from and dissipate into the air. Piku, no. Piku kind of looks back at this, looks at you, big pupper smile. He's got a good nose. Yeah, um, follow your dog, I guess. I mean, I, I read somewhere that hellhounds are supposed to be attracted to magic, right? Yes, yes, the denizen from afar. I'm, why am I talking like this? Follow the dog. <laughs> can I can I roll uh to un to to unleash to find this with come on lucky? Yeah, that is an eleven. Excellent. So you are following Piku. You kind of have to all like wedge up against the shelves <laughs> to let Piku past. Um, as Piku just sort of like nose down is 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 following along, and uh, he starts leading you through this sort of labyrinth of shelves, and you finally emerge into this rotunda that all like in the dome of it. Uh, it has this like beautiful uh, likeness of the night sky, not painted, but like an actual like it looks like the night sky, except that uh, you can see the constellations are are connected there. Um, all around it has these like etched like sigils and glyphs, and in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the rotunda, there's this raised dais that seems to have just these floating like circles bounded by uh, the very familiar blue magic of of the grimoire of Jokey's grimoire uh, that almost seem like they're tied together in some sort of clockwork machine um, as it just sort of revolves and through each of these little like windows you can see some other bizarre like planescape 
Some of them are, are like purple and stormy. Some it's, it's just like pitch black, but you can tell it has this depth to it. Others are, are just a vast, like grassy plain. But if anything was to be a nexus in here, certainly this seems like it. Around the rotunda, in, in every other direction, just, like, you can see, like, library shelves, like, cabinets. Uh, there, there's one that just has a big curtain um, just blocking it. Hey, I, I think we found it. Yes. Yes, good. This is perfect. How do we close it? That's the question. I'm going to try to figure this out. Or we could just, like, break it, probably, right? Generally seems like a bad idea. Yes, that could stand to fracture all of reality, or at least ours. Any of these that were in an unbound... This is going to be nothing to you. Yeah, Don't no. break it. Okay, I guess. Uh, Selene's going to return to her default activity of wandering around and poking at things to see what they do. Roll to assess the situation. Oh, no. Uh, can, can, can I, can I, if, if I'm rolling something, can, can I target her poking a little bit more? Yeah. She's going to go investigate that curtain. That is a nine. No, sorry, that's a 12. <laughs> awesome. Um, no, so sorry, you... that's a nine. Okay, so you get one question, I think? I do. Uh, you can also, I will give you the custom <laughs> question of what's with the curtain. As you said, can, can, can my question just be, what? <laughs> yeah. So. I only need the one. <laughs> As uh, as Nina sort of, like, again, drops her pile of, of sheaves and scrolls, you see some sort of, like, leaflet, like, through the air. And she pulls out, like, a, a, a compass and, uh, like, a, a quill that she just sort of, like, leaves hovering in the air and uh, a pair of very mundane-looking pliers and is just sort of <laughs> in a magnifying glass and just sort of studying this thing. Um, Celine, you wander over to the curtain. She can, like, nudge it back with a point of the umbrella. Yeah, it's, um, you, you realize there's just sort of a big, like, a tassel pull, mm -hmm. uh, that, that you can even just use to just open it. Mm -hmm. Um, behind the curtain, there is, you, you sort of, like, open this up, and, uh, you poke it a little, and you first see, like, a bit of a frame. And you pull the, the rope pull, and you open it, and... Uh, it's just a, it's not a hallway that way. It's a wall with a massive painting. And you're looking at this painting and you're starting to recognize people in it. A, a lot, like there's a crowd in there that all seem to be like sitting at this like barren stone amphitheater. Uh, all just sort of looking kind of uncomfortable. And a lot of them are just in various wizardy looking garb but you're starting to recognize some faces. You only met them briefly at the Halloween party, some of them, but Albedo is there. The witches are there. Um, Archivist Nancy Pembrose is there. Well, she can stay there. Flanked by a crowd of, like, suited curators. There is, all told, probably over a hundred people in this painting including everyone you've ever known who used magic. Hey, Nina? She kind of calls down from, like, I'm imagining she's, like, like a balcony level up. Uh, not even. She's just... Oh, it's on the same, on the same yeah, level as the big floor, machine. Yeah. Hey, uh, Nina? Yes. You know how you said that you were the only 
Magic user left in Signal City. Why? As Nina looks over and sees this and just sort of drops the tools she's holding, the magnifying glass just hits the, the marble and, and spider webs. Oh, shit. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go right now. Why? We really, really need to go. And uh, you, uh, you hear from above you, Oh, I don't think you're going to be leaving. I'd say so fast, but ever in your case, as Henrik, or as he's recently been dubbed the bookbinder, descends from the night sky above you and hovers over this, this machine, this, this sort of magical construct. You like it? Tough to put together, but, you know, I managed. You know, the thing about reading my cousin's prophecies is that she worked that spell out with me. Sure, it'll help you find the thing that you want to find. just doesn't necessarily tell you that you may not want to find it. I'm guessing this is the bookbinder? Yeah, yeah. Bad. Yes. You know? Evil. I'm starting to get the capital H, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate him. Uh, can I just punch him in the face? <laughs> I don't know. We should run. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Nope. As uh, the bookbinder snaps his fingers and all around you, things on, on shelves come to life. Uh, the, this sort of swarm of magical curios leaps into the air. Half the books on the library shelves start flapping like bats towards you. Um, and as he sort of rolls his neck from one side to the other, the sigils in the rotunda begin to light up and sort of descend into the air and start to float around him. And you are engaging a dangerous foe as a team. So... Who here is the leader, would you say? I think Liberty Bell. She's the uh, she's the only, like, really established hero. On the PC side, anyway. On the anyway, PC yeah. side, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting out, I am adding two team to the pool. Um, does Liberty Bell uh, have influence over everyone? Actually, yes. Great. There you go. Awesome. And we add a third team. Uh, what is Cybermuscle's purpose in this fight? Uh, to, to beat up the bookbinder. And Eden, what's your purpose in the fight? Stop the bookbinder. And Celine. Uh, escape, probably. Sorry. And Liberty Bell. I think also escape. <laughs> All right, so no team for you. These are girls who know when they're outmatched. <laughs> Do any of you mistrust the leader or the team? No. 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 Not overly fond of Nina, but other than that, no. And are you ill-prepared or <gasps> off-balance? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Unbelievably yeah, just so. take one of those back, unless uh, Liberty Bell wants to mark a condition. Mark a condition. I'll be angry. Cool. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. All right. And the bookbinder looks down at, at Nina. First of all, you... Good job dodging me for so long, but you're the last piece in my collection. 
and the edges of the painting glow as its surface seems to start to ripple like water. And a, a wind picks up as Nina starts to get tugged towards the painting. No, no, this, this is bad. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, can I defend Nina? Roll it. I'm going to roll it and then we'll see what I do. What'd you get? Got a three. Oof. Uh, describe how you try to save Nina. Um, I think Carter's going to just like reach out with their, with their hands and try to like, like with their, with their quote unquote hands, with their, with their, uh, limbs and try, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) And actually try to like grow, um, grow the, like the, the, like wind the, the tree limbs around Nina's, Nina's wrists, but. Yeah, the. Uh, the, the tree limbs start to, start to wind and this, this wind is picking up and it only seems to be affecting her. Like you get sort of this vortex that, of like shimmering energy that sort of centers on her and picks her up into the air as she's holding on. You have to get out of here. Not without you. I don't think you're going to have a choice. Listen, find Anais. Bring her back to Signal City. Whatever you have to do, but you can't let him. And snap. As she is dragged into the painting and the surface of it solidifies again. And as it does so, you see uh, Nina dead center in the theater, just sort of sitting up, stock still, still looking absolutely tweaked out on no sleep. Uh, All right. um, Plan B. Do we want a GTFO? Running? Running. All right. Um, I'm going to take, like, press a button on my wrist, and one of my robots is going to fly right at uh, the bookbinder's face. And what, I, what I'm going to try to do is attack the bookbinder to give my, my buddies the opportunity to run for it. Roll it. All right. So I'm, I'm directly engaging this, this butt face. <laughs> That's oh. an 11 on the dice, and I have plus two danger because I'm actually playing a danger heavy here. Um, <laughs> All right, 13. Hell yeah. Um, okay. I am going to create an opportunity for my allies to GTFO and impress surprise or frighten the bookbinder. All right. Yeah, describe how uh, how Cyber Muscle is going to attack uh, the bookbinder. Oh, it, it's going to be his robot. It's just going to like... Describe how um, the robot's going to ro- Rocket feet, and the robot is just going to propel itself like pew, right, right across uh, the rotunda at the bookbinder and like arm out in a fist, like Superman style, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, and <laughs> Curie nuclear style. Curie nuclear style, and uh, just... just Trying to punch uh, the bookbinder right in the face. Yeah, the the robot uh, streaks across and just stops like an inch from the bookbinder's face as he kind of looks around it. I mean, the craftsmanship's okay. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, that took me two weeks to do. And uh, he's going to circle a finger as it turns around and rockets back at, <laughs> uh, at Cyber Muscle. And it's just going to, uh, I think, uh, bash into, bash Cyber Muscle. Uh, and you get the comment, like, his shoes are left behind <laughs> as the rest of him is carried off. Roll to take a powerful blow. Ah, beans. You like uh, those shoes. I did like those shoes. That's an eight on the dice. Oh. So, um... 
I'm going to struggle past the pain of Mark II conditions because I'm not afraid of new conditions. I'm going to be angry. Um, yeah. <clears throat> he insulted my robot. I'm angry about that. It, and was, a, it, was, a, it was a Henrik compliment, uh, which I, means he insulted your robot. A Henrik compliment. Bull crap is that? And I'm insecure. You're telling me. I'm not even in this scene, but. And I'm insecure <laughs> because he insulted my robot. Ouch. Oh, uh, but the bookbinder is very distracted, uh, showboating with his magic. So the rest of y'all have an opportunity to start booking it. Book it? Yeah. I said what I said. Yeah, okay. Um, can Celine be last out of the room down, like, whatever hallway we, we run down? Because I have an idea. Sure, then I'm going to go to Liberty Bell. Yeah, I think Liberty Bell would start running in hopes that people would follow her lead and just be like, please, you all actually take care of yourself and leave. Yep. All right. Roll to unleash your powers to get the heck out. That's an eight. All right. Um, So you want to mark a condition or have it be temporary or unstable? It can be temporary or unstable. Cool. Uh, the way it's going to be so is uh, you start to usher people and uh, Kiri turns around to sort of just cover your your retreat um, and fires her eye beams at the bookbinder, who at first just sort of hovers sideways and as, as she sweeps the beam at him, reaches up a hand and just sort of catches the beam. And you can see like a spell oh. circle in his hand just sort of like slowly brightening as it absorbs this energy. Not bad. I mean, the rest of the nuclear has put up a little more of a fight, though. Mirror, attend me. As a a very familiar magic mirror is going to uh, just sort of fly in between himself and Kiri. And Kiri kind of... Oh, as a very mirror world Curie uh, launches out of the mirror and tackles her. Uh, The two of them are are sort of having this pitched battle in the air, just knocking over shelves and blasting things. And the scene is getting very chaotic, but Liberty Bell is blazing you a trail. Eden. Mm. Um, I think, unfortunately, Eden is... all has to run because they they've been a hero for all of five minutes and they're not they arch villains a bit of, hitting a bit above their pay grade but what they're gonna do is they're actually gonna stop right at the door like and just because they want to make life just a little bit different difficult for Henrik they're gonna turn and they're gonna like kind of straighten up and they're gonna lift a single woody finger <laughs> to give the finger to Henrik. And Roll to provoke. Wait, I, I was going to do something else. This was... Okay. This can still be a provoke, but how? But um, all around Henrik, um, big Amazonian flowers bloom, the kind that smell like rotting meat. <laughs> oh, this is definitely a provoke. Well, that's worse. I was going to say better, because I'm like, ah, yes, a seven. My superior is minus well, we one. We have team now. We have team. Celine, help me out. I think what Slane's going to do is, like, seeing that she's going to pick up some object, like, I don't know, like a crystal ball or something, something heavy off of, like, a table that she's running by, and just huck it at one of these flowers to, like, hit it and make it kind of explode. Oh, yeah, explode with With the smelling, foul-smelling spores. Explode in stank. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to say, on a seven through nine, 
Henrik is, uh, sorry, the bookbinder is going to overreact. It's a Henrik. What else is he going to do? Uh, and off of this, he's going to just sort of grit his teeth. I've so had enough. And uh, is going to gesture with his hands as the water just leeches out of these plants and forms into a ring of very sharp-looking icicles around him. And he reaches out a hand, and these are just going to start pelting at the lot of you. Carter, Eden, take a powerful blow. I can roll as though I don't have conditions because I have I am not my body. Nice. Oh, is that why you're not afraid of conditions anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly. Suddenly. you have two fewer, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, they rolled well. They rolled really well. <laughs> you really, really shouldn't have asked them to not fail you. Because <sighs> they didn't. You have one choice. That was a 10. Um, so... Let me see what I'm going to do here. You only you don't have, have one a, choice. Oh, I only have you one have, choice. I'm not I my have, body. Oh, I have to... I ha, On a 10 plus, you must choose to lose control of yourself in a terrible way. All right, here's, here's how this happens. So at first, Eden lifts up an arm, which starts to, like, grow as though to, um, to create a shield. But then as the icicles start hitting them the the growth doesn't stop and the rest oh. of their body starts growing as well. And they are just, like, they, they've started at 8 feet, they're growing suddenly to 10 feet, 12 feet. They're just turning into this enormous tree. And, um... They, like, they're, like, they're covered in moss. They're, like, flowers are blooming and dying on them, like, just going through full life cycles. And they're just c- growing and they, and Everyone else catches one glimpse of their face before it's overgrown by bark, and they look terrified. Terrified and very, very stuck. Yeah, because they're they're getting rooted into the ground as well. Yep, into the ground. It, like the the branches are like twisting around like shelves and pillars, and in fact, it's so much growth that it's starting to it's starting to choke your exit points. Celine, well. Good thing I have high mundane. It sounds like someone needs a little bit of comfort and support. I don't know if there's much you can can do to support Eden right now. Can I right defend now. Eden? Can, can, is there any way that I can get Eden out of here? Not not unless you got like a fire axe and some a lot of moxie. <laughs> well, I have an umbrella and a lot of moxie, but that's probably not quite the same thing. Yeah. Eden has turned into a, a giant bramble that is is starting to block all escape routes. Well, I'm sure the vigilantes will find you eventually. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I think running is the thing. Roll to unleash to to run for it. Mm-hmm. I, can I can I use the umbrella to help me with this? I think like wedge it in a hallway and open it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> to provide some token some token barrier behind me, just so I can roll with plus three instead of minus one. That is an 11. So she is booking it. She's very guilty about this. I'm actually going to mark guilty. All right. Yeah, you managed, to, you managed to wedge open uh, a segment of the brambles, and you are running for it. Um, in front of you, sort of like through the shelves, uh, you see Curie crash, and then Mirror Curie follows. Oh, no. And it, or goes to follow and then stops 
and looks looks back between you and Liberty Bell. As you sort of uh, skid to a halt, a few things a few things sort of fall off the the shelf, like something knocks into the the big suit of armor, and it it like cascades into a couple other things, and it knocks over this display. Um, I would say because you rolled so high, it knocks over a display uh, which was sort of a a like weapons cabinet. That out of it falls just this like rack of like swords, halberds, <laughs> a bow and arrow. Oh man, I, I think she just looks at all the pointy steel and just <laughs> or a, a bow and a quiver of arrows. I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think that's what she's gonna go for because it's not a big sharp thing that she's likely to cut her hand off with. Sounds great. Here's what I'll give you. Uh, you rush over to it. The the bow isn't. You're not sure if it's made of wood or not. It is okay. sort of this silvery material uh, that, as you pick it up, uh, it has this sort of filigree pattern in it uh, that just sort of glows white, and the the quiver matches. Okay, okay, that's 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 better than a broken umbrella, a broken cyber umbrella. Sorry. And we're gonna. I think we're gonna get the the hero suit up panel as. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you kind of stand, and I'm, I'm assuming knock one of these out. Oh, yeah, obviously. Cool. And Liberty Bell. I think Liberty Bell probably stopped, like, right past the doorway that um, Celine opened the umbrella and was, like, trying to gesture people out, saw Eden's transformation, and isn't really sure what to do about it. Um, where's Cyber Muscle? Sure, I'll give you a cyber muscle panel. Awesome. So oh, no. <laughs> uh, we get um, on the uh, on one of the panels of uh, I'll, I'll back up a few panels and say on some of the panels where we've seen Kiri and Mirror Kiri uh, fighting in the air, we've seen this sort of loop de loo of like oh. rocket trail in the air of uh, cyber muscle getting getting just rocketed around by his own bot. And uh, finally, it's going to uh, uh, crash into something. What does it crash into? I think uh, the, the robot or cyber muscle. Yes. 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 They're going to crash headlong into just a, a, a beautiful old marble statue. It looks like it might be the statue of David. Um, <laughs> probably no. not the real one. I'm sure it's a replica. Don't don't think about it too hard. It's the real one, and it's gonna go tumbling over and just smash into a whole bunch of chunks of marble. Yeah, it's I'm gonna say like in comic book style because this would definitely kill any real human, but you know comic books. Yeah, he's gonna go like go through the middle like a like a cannonball, and uh, you get the sort of like crack spread, and then poof as the rest just sort of disintegrates into rubble. Yeah, uh, I'm doing great. <laughs> and uh, Frankie, you sort of pick yourself up out of this pile of marble gravel. <laughs> Probably spit out a piece of gravel. <laughs> uh, I think spit out a cog, and there's sort of robot parts everywhere. Oh no! Not beans. <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna say you are. There's sort of a T junction where, um, like, Liberty Bell is on one side, a little closer to the door. Uh, Celine is on another side, a little farther in and towards Henrik, and you are at the the third end of this T junction. Yeah, great. Uh, is, um, I'm gonna look over at them and just yell over to Celine. Celine, you 
you gotta get some help. I'll, I'll hold them off. And um, I get to my feet and brush myself off and spit out another cog and uh, probably run at the bookbinder and maybe like hit a button on my wrist to uh, turn on my rocket boots to uh, to just hurl myself at the bookbinder and like just fist out and now I'm doing me this time. <laughs> Hurling myself at the bookbinder. Roll to directly engage the bookbinder as he is just floating passively after you, just watching his constructs do the work. So that's a six Ooh. on the dice. Great. Did anyone want to team that? We have two team left. Or did you just want to let it be a six? I can go either way. I'll happily team it. Yeah. All right. How are you helping uh, Cyber Muscle attack the bookbinder? Pitch. Throw him. I was going to throw him. <laughs> What's a time on Fastball special. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you're not going to throw Cyber Muscle. Arf. This one's for you, Artemis. You're going to arf Cyber Muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's going to get arfed. I'm getting arfed. Um, yeah, I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies, specifically Celine, to GTFO. All right. Yeah, you uh, you get thrown at the bookbinder, and uh, he sort of leans sideways as you... It's like you enter a gravity well, as you are just sort of orbiting the bookbinder. Oh, no. I hate it. <laughs> You really are very annoying. Well, I'm best friends with somebody who's even dumber than me, so there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. You're Betsy's little stooge. Hey, Betsy's favorite stooge, excuse you. (laughs) The two of you really like toys, huh? Yeah. That's good. And he's gonna... uh, gesture a little a little spell glyph into existence, uh, taking his hand and just sort of hold it out and... I instantly regret everything. <laughs> and uh, Cyber Muscle is going to start to shrink. And uh, as... That means... <laughs> as he does so, uh, his, his limbs sort of start to transform into metal as he shrinks down into a small clockwork replica of Frankie. And the bookbinder is going to take this, wind up the key on the back, put it down on a table, and it just sort of starts to march away. Well, that's horrifying. What can I roll to get that back? (laughs) I don't know that we can just you can now. Roll to, uh, you can roll to defend, but you all have an opportunity right now. We should go. Actually, I think that's in character. We need to go. I know this is awful, but those two just... We need to go. I'm going to mark guilty, and we're going to go. All right. Um, there is still a mirror form Curie yeah. in your way. Can I shoot mirror, mirror Curie? You absolutely can. With my cool bow. With your new equipment. My new equipment, which means I can roll uh, mundane. Unfortunately, I am afraid. So, not not great. Is there any way that I could justify Piku helping me with this? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Like, Like, sick him. Actually, I was going to say, you know, hound dog. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so so in that case, if Lucky, I mean Piku, is helping me, uh, I can roll this at plus two. Yeah, do it. And that's a 13. 
Excellent. These dice like me. So give us uh, give us some panels of Celine sicking Piku on Mirakiri, and then I think we 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 get like the the sort of the almost the the, the mirror of the <laughs> mirror of the superhero suit up panel that we got of her earlier with the with the, with the with the, the knockdown and the drawn bow, and then Piku kind of walks up beside her. And she she puts a hand on like up on his up on his shoulder because he's huge. All right, uh, bow hunting dog. I can get behind this. Get him. And Piku growls, crouches low, and pounces. And uh, sort of grabs Mirakiri in, in his teeth around the leg and sort of whips her around so that she, like, smashes into a shelf. And you have the big, like, impact. Uh-huh. And she is stationary for a moment. And, yeah, Selene's going to loose that arrow. As, what happens? As Celine draws the bow, we actually get a panel of the bow kind of like glowing bright and almost stretching into the shape of a crescent moon. Well, her name is Celine. And when she looses the arrow, it is just this brilliant white beam as it sort of shoots through uh, through Mirakuri. And which which two are you picking? I'm going to resist or avoid because it sounds like I kind of just messed her up a bit. And I will create an opportunity for Curie. All right. For real Curie, that is. Oh, I figured. Yeah, this arrow just sort of blasts a hole in, in Mira Curie, who, who sort of looks down, looks up, and bursts into shards. As one does. And uh, as Celine presumably looks down <laughs> at the bow like... I think I need to be careful with this. <laughs> Uh, regular, uh, regular, uh, original Curie. Uh, original recipe Curie nuclear. Yeah, original recipe Curie nuclear, uh, sort of pulls herself out of the hole in the, in the shelf. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I can do that, I guess. So you can do that, I guess. I think Liberty Bell's a little bit starry-eyed. <laughs> Get it? Because it's... And... Oh so, what are y'all going to do next? Run. <laughs> Run. Let's say both of you roll to unleash your powers. As, like, the Eden is still growing. The the arsenal of other books and curios are starting to uh, join in. The suit of armor that fell over is starting to pick oh. itself up. Can I get a hand from Pico on this one, too? Just, like, hopping on his back and going? Yeah. So that's Snake Eyes. Oof. Four? Oh. Oof. No. Um, so the two of you start to run. Um, Liberty Bell, as you do, uh, the, um, just this, this swarm of, of books starts to descend on you. And they're just batting and badgering you. And you're, you're trying to, like, swat them away and for every one you punch down, uh, another one takes its place. And finally, you just uh, you, you we get a panel of uh, Liberty Bell's hand just ex- grasping for something over this pile of books that just weighs her down. And finally, like the one massive tome just <laughs> on top rings her bell. <laughs> rings her bell. And Celine, mm-hmm. um, as you uh, as you try to ride off on Piku, uh, 
the suit of armor that was starting to pick itself up reaches out and just oh. grabs you. Oh no. In this in this iron grip. Um you have a uh you have a choice here. Mm-hmm. You have uh you can either get yourself out or let Piku out. Not both. I have to save the dog. There is no choice but to save the dog. So the the armor grabs Celine around the the ankle and just wrenches her off of Piku's back. And uh Piku turns around and is kind of like grabbing at the the armor and trying to shake it off and is starting to is starting to paw at it and whine at, at Celine and clearly doesn't want to go. Yeah, Celine like in a slightly strangled voice I'm imagining this thing's kind of squeezing her. No boy, you gotta go go find Anais. Go find all of them. Go find Clara. And Piku whines, gives you a big old lick on the on the cheek. And is going to jump up, grab Kiri by the cape, and drag her out. As as she is, she is desperately trying to just do anything, fire firing her eye beams in every direction. And Piku drags her out, and the door just slams behind them and vanishes. Kiri picks herself up and crashes through the wall where the door had been, but as she lands on the other side, there's nothing there. Uh, just an empty loading dock, uh, no one even working in it. And as she looks around, she just sinks to her knees. Celine? Susie? Frankie? Oh, Carter? No. No, this isn't right. This, this can't be happening. No. And the last panel that we see as Kiri just sort of is sitting despondently in this in this empty alley and uh, Piku is sort of doing the pupper, like leaning up against her for, for support in both directions. Um, the, the panel kind of goes up and we see the, the trail of an arriving jet. <laughs> and the vigilantes will return for the season finale of uh, re-roll play season four. I don't think we're doing end of session moves no, this time, no, folks. No, I don't think we are. Nope. Did we all just die? I don't know. It was really unclear. <laughs> well, that was amazing. Thank you, Andy. You're very welcome. See you all in the finale. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Reroll Play. This episode, you heard us play Masks, a new generation created by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. I'm Marie, your show running GM, and our sound editing is done by Andy. The music you're hearing is the epic orchestral superhero trailer by Neil Murray Music. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Reroll Play Podcast or on Twitter at Signal City for regular updates as our adventures continue. If you'd like to help us make our show even better, please consider supporting us on Patreon. A link to our page can be found in the description. We'd like to thank all our patrons for their generous support, but we'd like to make special mention of our paragons of Signal City, Caitlin, Micah Weld, and our anonymous benefactor. With that, we're officially off to get our just desserts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next episode.